What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another I'm in Rock podcast. And tonight we're going to be talking about probably the biggest story um, of this year. Um, This is a Black History Month that keeps on giving and giving and giving. So if you guys don't know, tonight we're going to be discussing two major things. Number one, we're going to be talking about Russiagate. And number two, we're going to be talking about Moderna. All right, Moderna slash Pfizer, because there's a lot brewing behind the scenes. If you guys do not know, I will definitely inform you and let you know everything that's currently going on. So let's start with our first topic. Um, So I'm going to be reading from the New York Post opinion editorial board, and they wrote an article just a couple, not even an hour ago, titled Eyes Turn to Hillary Clinton, Not Trump in the Russiagate Scandal. So this is really shocking and it's really timely because if you think about what's happening right now with the Russia war and Russia versus the Ukraine and how they, you know, posited Trump as, you know, this shady businessman that was doing backdoor deals with Russia. But um, now we're starting to see who was the mastermind, who was the architect, who was the the leader behind that narrative. And um, there's a picture of Hillary Clinton here, and there's a caption up under it saying, Democrats are calling for Clinton to be investigated for her role in Russiagate. Um, So the article goes like this. So there you have it, Russiagate, the collective delusion that Donald Trump was secretly a Russian agent aided and abetted by the Kremlin, the topic of uncountable inches of Washington Post and New York Times copy and the entire primetime lineup of MSNBC was a dirty trick by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Drops the mic. We literally have to drop the mic on that because who would have thought that it was Hillary behind this, you know? So let's continue. Not just part of it, all of it. One of the most diabolical, successful misinformation campaigns ever concocted We already knew that the Steele dossier was garbage. Christopher Steele was paid indirectly by the Clinton campaign to dig up dirt, which he did by turning to other Clinton operatives, laundering every outlandish rumor about Trump he could find into a, quote, investigative document. He shopped it to the FBI, which couldn't verify sources or any of his stories, but the agency dragged out the investigation to cast maximum suspicion on the new president. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, I'm, I'm remembering that, the, you know, we didn't expect Trump to win the election. And the whole time, um, after Trump actually took office and got inaugurated and became official, he was still under this investigation and a special investigation by the head of the FBI. And so it's very interesting that they're saying this dossier was shopped to the FBI about Trump, but they couldn't verify any of the sources or any of the stories. But the F- the FBI dragged out this investigation to cast, you know, more doubt on Trump's presidency. So that's just very interesting that the Clintons would really go that far. I mean, even after he was a sitting president, Hillary Clinton did not stop. And so the, the whole time, everybody's looking at Trump and saying, oh, he's a racist. He's a misogynist. He's sexually assaulted somebody. There's all of these scandals that keep coming out with Trump very early in the presidency. And now we see who could have been behind it. So it says here, 
In the meantime, Steele found willing accomplices in the media to push his propaganda. The dupes at BuzzFeed even decided to print the whole pack of lies with the flimsy rationale of, well, why not? We got to the point where New York Magazine was running a cover story that was one long piece of fan fiction that Trump was secretly a real life version of the Americans, a sleeper agent now seated in the highest office in the land. The Times and Washington Post won a freaking Pulitzer Award. So they won a Pulitzer Award for journalism that wasn't even real journalism. And so it shows you how much influence the Clintons have and it shows you how much they control. Now, another piece of Russia, Russia, Ruska is Kaputsky. A computer server operated by Trump's company was secretly communicating with the Russian firm, so claimed Slate Magazine and endless Twitter threads of would-be tech experts. But as special counsel John Dorham outlines in his latest indictment, that was just a story made up by tech executive Rodney Joff, who desperately wanted a job with the Clinton administration. So literally to get a job with the Clintons, there's a tech executive named Rodney Joff. And what he did was, he came up with a story that said Trump was having these backdoor communications with these Russian agents. All of this just to get a job with the Clinton administration. You know, instead of working your way up the industry, instead of getting some skills, you know, he said, hey, you know, I know how I can get it, get that Clinton money. And I can't really be mad at you. But, you know, as somebody that works in tech myself, I'm very strong on, you know, not relying on backdoor deals and doing everything le the legit way because i feel like it'll benefit you longer in the long term because now this guy rodney joe his name is everywhere we're going to be doing some more research into this guy and his company but it says here that he hacked trump servers he hacked his servers that's illegal he cherry-picked privileged internet data he had access to that's another crime and molded it to look like something nefarious that's another crime. He was coached by lawyer Michael Sussman, who was being paid by the Clinton administration, although he lied about that to investigators. So why would you lie about if you're getting money from the Clintons? Like, why would you lie about that? So Sussman goes to the FBI as a, quote, concerned citizen, not a Clinton stews to try to get them to bite. The ultimate goal, be able to leak to the times that Trump is under official of this investigation. Dorham definitely showed that the Hillary Clinton campaign directly funded and ordered its lawyers at Perkins Coy to orchestrate a criminal enterprise to fabricate a connection between President Trump and Russia, says Cash Patel, the former chief investigator for the House Intelligence Committee. Beyond outrageous, of course, Hillary didn't get what she wanted, the presidency, but her operatives didn't stop going on to CNN to give very concerned interviews about a theory they knew was bull, all to undermine Trump's presidency. It would take three years for the Mueller report to finally put the lie to rest, and we're now five years out at the point where Dorham is detailing the full conspiracy. If this had happened to a Democrat, the press would be losing its mind. A candidate for president weaponized the nation's Justice Department to pursue an investigation to their political opponent based on what they knew were lies. Americans were wiretapped. Some were entrapped for flimsy claims of perjury. The director of the FBI went to the Oval Office to tell the president that there was a sexual rumor floating around so that it could be properly leaked to the media. Outrageous doesn't cover it. 
and still no shame from Hillary Clinton and her supporters because it's Donald Trump. Anything is fair game to take him down. All these things we've been lectured about over the past four years, norms being broken, internet misinformation, perversion of government, it was all happening. It was the Democrats who were doing it. Think anyone in the left-wing media will notice. So it gets even more interesting because not only did Hillary weaponize the Justice Department against Trump, she also, you know, pretty much told on herself with her tweets. So I'm going to read to you guys some of the tweets. Sorry about that. Some of the tweets that she posted in 2016. So she tweeted on October 31st, Halloween day of 2016, that Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russia-based bank and shared a statement from her campaign senior policy advisor, Jake Sullivan, who now serves as President Biden's White House national security advisor. Okay, so this is insane. I mean, this directly impacts the Biden administration because we have the same players. We have the same people that were working for the Clinton campaign that are now heads of our national security. This is a huge issue. We cannot trust these people. And that's why um, our national security issue at our border is such an issue right now because we have pretty much the Clintons still running the country, but they're doing so under, under a mask, right? Under Biden. And they lied and said that computer scientists uncovered a link um, to this Russia-based bank. And this was literally just days before the 2016 election. This was on October 31st. So the timing couldn't have been more impeccable. And I'm assuming that this tweet is still up because I can look at it. I can click on it and it has over 10,000 replies now. And so um, this was a huge thing at the time. She tweeted an image that states that Trump had a secret server secret server to communicate privately with a Putin-tied Russia bank. And uh, she also tweeted this list of four things you need to know about the Trump's organization's secret server to communicate with Russian Alpha Bank. So if, if Hillary Clinton still has this publicly posted on her Twitter page, that tells me that she did not know what was coming out in this report. Because if she did, if she had even gotten a heads up on what was going to be put in this filing by special counsel John Dorham uh, just a couple of days ago, then I think she would have deleted this. But she has yet to delete anything, and it's already February 13th. So Fox News first reported on Saturday a filing by special counsel John Dorham on February 11th, which revealed the Clinton campaign lawyers worked with a technology company and assembled and conveyed allegations about Trump's ties to Russia to present to the FBI and a second federal government agency. The motion on February 11th focused on potential conflicts of interest related to the representation of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent. Sussman has pleaded not guilty. A section titled Factual Background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients including a technology executive, Tech Executive One, at a U.S.-based internet company, Internet Company One, and the Clinton campaign. So right now they haven't uh, publicly said what the company is, but I do remember seeing in a different article um, the guy's name. So I'm not sure if the information has come out uh, since, you know, because that New York Post article just came out today. But I will definitely keep you guys posted, and I will be actually looking at this report myself and uh, definitely going into more detail about what's really coming out. But I do not think that anybody 
um, on the Clinton campaign was aware of this report. I mean, it really just came out of nowhere. Um, Hillary Clinton's been tweeting up a storm. She's been selling butter email shirts like, you know, she's good at the Justice Department, but it doesn't seem to be that way. Now, continuing. Dorham's filing states that in July 2016, the tech executive worked with Sussman, a U.S. investigative firm retained by law firm one on behalf of the Clinton campaign, numerous cyber researchers and employees at multiple Internet companies to assemble the purported data and white papers. So she literally hired, uh, you know, a huge investigative firm, um, and they also were retained by a law firm, and they their job was to hire many cyber researchers and hackers and computer scientists and software engineers um, to work on this. And so it says that he also enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of internet data in connection, in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. So they have involved a university in this mess. So the Clinton's money is very long, is very strong, but sometimes, you know, you, you have to be careful when you're dealing in too many pots. And I think that's why this situation is going to be such a bad thing, because it's not just going to take down Hillary. It's going to take down that university, the people at that university, and the people working behind the scenes at that law firm and the tech companies. All right. So um, I don't have time to get into much more detail on that. But for now, I'm telling you guys, this is extremely huge story and we will definitely be coming back to it um so one other story that i wanted to touch on in this particular article is that the moderna ceo has gone missing so days ago it was reported that the ceo of moderna had nuked his twitter account after selling over 400 million dollars worth of sales of shares in the company moderna and so the timing is very interesting because it's like if these vaccine companies are afraid of something, it's starting to look that way because we saw what just happened with Pfizer. And we see that Pfizer was fighting the government, um, you know, manipulating and weaponizing the FDA to delay the release of these documents for 75 years. But a federal judge named Mark Pittman said, hey, you guys do not have 75 years to release these documents and Pfizer cannot intervene in that case. The, the documents must be produced in bulk starting March 1st. And by March 1st, we are due to receive at least 10,000 or more documents, 10,000 pages. And so Pfizer quietly added a warning into its stock um, Q4 report and said, hey, if there's any preclinical or clinical or safety data, um, you know, concerns or, you know, lack of confidence in these shots, then, you know, you need to be prepared for that. So Pfizer stock has been going down uh, repeatedly over the past few days, and now the CEO of Moderna is in hiding. So I definitely, definitely think that it's coming for the, the vaccine companies. I mean, we, we saw them commit so many crimes. We saw them commit fraud. We saw them lie and say the vaccines were 100% effective, 99% effective. We saw them try to cover up the fact that the vaccines did not do anything except spread COVID. In fact, Israel, which is the most vaccinated country on the planet, has the highest number of cases per capita and it has the most vaccinated citizens. In fact, uh, over the past 
few months that I haven't been doing podcasts. Um, I have never seen so many people test positive for COVID. And it was ironic that most of the people that were testing positive for COVID were double vaccinated or triple vaccinated. And so at this point, with the extremely disturbing data dump that's about to come with all of the adverse event reports, with all of the injuries, all the deaths, all the miscarriages, all of the uh, side effects, both long-term and unresolved, that are to come out and be public knowledge. I definitely think that the Moderna CEO and the president are starting to see that, hey, we can't keep up this fraud anymore. We've made our billions and now it's time to jump ship. And so um, I tell everyone, you know, that you have to always be patient and you have to always just see things through to the end. Because I know that when we were going through the beginning of this, it just seemed so relentless. The mandates just kept coming. Um, they started firing people. I mean, they they put in an OSHA order, which later got struck down by the Supreme Court. Uh, people have lost livelihoods. People have been discriminated against. People have been turned out of restaurants for not having these shots. And so, you know, I think that we are at a place in the universe and in the world that we are now beyond the place of complying. Most of the world, vaccinated or not, has saw a tyranny that we never thought we'd live to see. And justice will prevail. Um, that is one of the principles that I learned from studying the mystery system is that ma'at, which is the Egyptian word for justice, truth, justice, order, and balance, is the strongest principle that exists. It is the most enduring principle that exists, and it is the principle that the entire universe was created on. So uh, for everybody out there in other countries like Australia, New Zealand, um, France, Canada, uh, we send prayer and love to everyone in all of those countries across the world fighting for freedom. And I guarantee you guys that this year will surprise you and that what's coming has to be bad because, you know, Hillary Clinton is going down. And now we have the CEO of Moderna who knows that things are going down. And that means Fauci is going down. And we haven't even got to midterms yet, guys. So keep the faith, fight the good fight of faith. And definitely share this podcast with somebody and let me know your thoughts on both of these topics. What do you guys think about uh, the, the issue with Hillary finally being exposed as being the mastermind behind Russiagate? And what do you guys think about the CEO of Moderna, you know, just completely disappearing and selling hundreds of millions of dollars worth of shares and Pfizer also warning its investors about some unfavorable data that's about to come by audit and inspection. So thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and I will see you guys in the next one. Peace.